the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So Donald Trump, 22-0 and 0 candidates he endorsed in the Ohio and Indiana primaries. Now, in some races, there was no, no opponent. And then in other races, it was pretty obvious that the candidate he endorsed was going to win. But it is impossible, impossible to assess J.D. Vance's victory in the Ohio Senate primary by the margin with which he triumphed in any way other than to say that Donald Trump's endorsement was consequential and transformative. So when the Pennsylvania primary happens, what, in a week or two, I don't expect Mehmet Oz to win. That is who Trump has endorsed. But if he does, those who think or wish, and boy, does Jason Williams of the Cincinnati Enquirer ever qualify as one of those, wish that Trump's influence over the party was gone. He refers to J.D. Vance as a bootlicking, single-digit polling snob. Hmm. Maybe run that on the opinion page, not on the news pages, eh? And Trump, as he visited us yesterday, I wanted to know, do you have to see your preferred candidates win in order for you to run for president again. Will that make the difference in your decision? I'm uh, looking at it very seriously. I love the country. The country is going to hell. It's very sad what's happened to our country in a year and a half. We are energy independent. We had all the things. We had that horrible Afghan removal, which, by the way, I got it down to 2,000 soldiers. We were going to get out with dignity and pride in a similar time. And uh, to see that so many people died, so many people so badly injured. We left hostages and we left $85 billion worth of equipment who was grossly incompetent. I actually think that's why Putin went in. He saw that and he said, well, this is my chance. But he never would have gone in if I were there. So, you know, when I see what's happening with our country, you look at, uh, you look at the incredible inflation. I, I think maybe the most we've ever had this thing 40 years. Nobody seems to be able to find it much worse. So it's a, it's a terrible thing. All things that could be that should have never happened and can be fixed. But one thing can't be fixed is the border. When you have millions and millions of people streaming into our country uh, at a level that we've never seen before, probably no country's ever seen before, even a third world country has probably never seen what's happening. But when you have all those people coming in, that's hard to fix because that takes years and years. Yeah, he, he hits on the border and inflation. And I know the Democrats are going to try to use the expected ruling overruling from the Supreme Court, Roe versus Wade. They're going to try to use that as fear-mongering. I mean, 
do they have any other card in the deck? They fear-mongered on COVID. They fear-mongered on Russian collusion. They fear-mongered on Russian disinformation. They fear-monger on Elon Musk buying Twitter and too much free speech. That is their go-to. They fear-monger on the country was founded on a racist idea. They fear-monger on everything. Why don't they move if you hate it here so much? If this is such a horrible, awful, terrible, very bad place. Well, you would think if it is, you would at least be on board with building the wall to keep those poor Haitian migrants out. Why would you want them to come to such a terrible place? But inflation and the border are going to be more impactful issues in the fall than abortion. Because, look, what percentage of abortion, what percentage of people does abortion really touch? Okay, suburban moms, they're important in the election. But suburban moms also have to balance the checkbook. They have to buy hamburger and bacon and eggs. And they have to put gas in their minivan while they're running junior to soccer practice and little league practice. And suburban life can be pretty comfortable when the money is plentiful. But when you have to buy gas at $4 a gallon, and when you have to worry about fentanyl in your neighborhoods because it's streaming across the southern border, then maybe abortion doesn't take the top spot or even the second spot on your list of priorities. So Democrats are free to push this and push this and push this and push this. But will it be a winning issue for them in November? Eh, It'll probably motivate some people. I'm sure it will awaken some. But really, I understand why they're running on it, because they really don't have anything else. Uh, This point was made by Daniel Henninger of the Wall Street Journal. Are the Democrats going to be able to elevate and flog the abortion issue all the way from now until the November elections. Uh, They have nothing else to run on at the moment. Uh, I mean, they came back to Congress, Washington, worrying about exactly what issues they were going to elevate. Build Back Better had failed for them last year. And now they have grasped abortion. And it's a good question whether they really want the American people and public to have a nonstop political debate over this subject between now and November. I don't think that's going to be productive for Democrats. And the other thing that will catch them is that they will try to ratchet up the rhetoric about, well, you won't have access to abortion anymore, and you're telling women what to do, and we're all going to be living in a handmaid's tale, and pretty soon, you know, LGBTQ people won't be able to marry. I've already heard this in the last day since the Supreme Court. Like, oh, this is the precursor to outlawing gay marriage. This is the precursor to outlawing interracial marriage. So anytime somebody lies to you, you have to know why. And the reason why is because, well, the truth must be a better, must must be a worse option for them on telling you what is really going on. So one of the other things that I've heard a lot of, Elizabeth Warren has said this, Pramila Jayapal has said this, all the wokesters on the Democratic side of the aisle in the Senate and the House have said this, is they're going to deny women access to contraception. Mm. Ted Cruz weighed in on this last night on Laura Ingram. When Democrats talk about contraception instead of abortion, what they're admitting is that they know their views on abortion are so radical and extreme that they don't resonate with the voters. 
And, and so they make up this, this fictional, you and I are both very conservative, but neither one of us is remotely interested in laws making contraception illegal. The Democrats know that, but, 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 but they're creating straw men. That's what they always do. That's what they always do is create a phony argument. You will hear this too. Oh, if Roe is overturned, then all the women who are raped and are pregnant. They always present the exception as the rule. Always present the exception as the rule. So this is what we try to do here on the show is shine a light on the arguments before they are made so that when they are made, you know how to deal with them. You're not hoodwinked by them. You're not fooled by them. The other thing we try to do is predict where things are going. And as far as it involves the candidates in the Republican Senate primary, J.D. Vance at age 37 running for Senate, let's say he wins, he'll be a U.S. senator when he's 38. He could be a future presidential candidate of the United States by the time he's 50 years old. What about the second place finisher, Josh Mandel? Josh is young. But Josh's political future is a little more undefined. He's now run for the Senate twice, pulled out before against Sherrod Brown because of issues in the family, now didn't get the nomination of his party in the primary. Jane Timken, does she go back to managing the Ohio Republican Party? Mike Gibbons, does he run again? Don't know. Matt Dolan, you'll see again. You'll see Matt Dolan again. This was, I always felt, Matt Dolan's way to get his name out there, get name recognition statewide. I think the office Matt Dolan thinks he can really win is the Senate, but not this year. I think 2024 against Sherrod Brown, he'll parlay this 20% showing as, look at me, I'm strong, I can appeal to moderates, I carried Franklin County, I carried Cuyahoga County. Matt Dolan will be back. Now, I hope you'll allow me to get back with you by filling out your interest in joining the Patriot Switch Movement. The Patriot Switch Movement is about you being purposeful in where you spend your money. You're already buying goods for your household, you're buying shampoo, you're buying laundry soap, dishwashing soap, you're buying makeup, you're buying vitamins, supplements. Why don't you buy it from an American family company, one that is pro-life, pro-conservative? I can introduce you to that company. They don't allow me to tell you who they are unless you go to PatriotSwitch.com and click on my name, Bruce Hooley, in the down menu. PatriotSwitch.com, Bruce Hooley. One of the, I guess, joys of expanding into the Dayton market in western Ohio via our friends at 94.5 The Answer in Dayton is that I'll get to be introduced to a whole new collection of leftists masquerading as reporters at newspapers. Uh, the uh, Columbus Dispatch is uh, populated by a whole uh, arsenal of them. Uh, their chief assassin is Haley B. Miller. And appears the Cincinnati Enquirer has one in uh, Jason Williams. Uh, Jason has responded to my tweet asking why his story, laced with opinion, is uh, URL'd with the word news. And uh, I can tell from the way he responded that he does not have any knowledge of how his own newspaper operates. But that does not surprise me because he doesn't have any idea how to be a journalist. From what he wrote, if it's a column, great, fine. But don't label it as news as it clearly is labeled as news in the URL. Shouldn't be surprised when uh, media members have agendas. 
They have not reported fairly on virtually anything as it concerns conservative issues, and that is uh, certainly something that I think my next guest will affirm. He is Dinesh D'Souza, whose film, 2,000 Mules, will show tonight in Columbus. Go to the number 2,000mules.com and buy your tickets. It's sold out at two theaters. It will be available in Gehenna. Dinesh, I've seen the movie, and I was very, very struck by the power of the evidence that you and True the Vote uncovered. Thank you very much. I did not want to wade in this topic and just put out, you know, the usual recycled anomalies and doubts and suspicions or even cases of episodic fraud. Uh, I wanted to look and see if there's a way to expose coordinated fraud and of a magnitude big enough to swing the election. This is really where this election intelligence group through the vote comes in. They had an ingenious way to test this hypothesis uh, by using cell phone geo-tracking and then uh, also to look at surveillance video. This is the official surveillance video of the states themselves. So when you put these two lines of evidence together, the geo-tracking on the one hand and the video on the other, you have a case that I think is is both intellectually and emotionally very powerful. No, it definitely is. And you might be interested to hear, I had President Trump on the show yesterday, and here's what President Trump said about 2,000 Mules. So the movie is incredible. It's it's sad because of the, the cheating. It was such cheating. It was millions of votes, millions of votes. And it's too bad. You know, it's too bad when you see it. It's incredible. What can you say? They have it on tape. They have it on Bing. You know, ping is the new signature, right? But that alone is determinative, meaning you would win with just that alone. It's incredible that they didn't do a better job. And you did do a great job in this, Dinesh, of, I think, establishing a wide net. As you said, you're not looking for episodic violations. You've you've made this, like, I thought you were very, very generous to people by requiring them to uh, visit 10 different drop boxes, and also visit, what, six other organizations? Tell us about the net that you established to identify these mules. Well, this is what uh, True the Vote did, is they said, look, you know, if we set a low bar, let's just say we set a low bar of people who go to two drop boxes, because there's really no reason to go to two, right? You only Mm -hmm. need to go to one to drop in your ballot. But let's say you, you, you set the bar at two. Some guy is going to come forward and say, well, you know what? I, I dropped my ballot off in the first one, and then I was walking by the second one. But, I, you know, I had to tie my shoelace, so that's <laughs> why I stopped there. And so you're wrongly accusing me of being a mule. So they said, look, let's not do any of that nonsense. Let's set the bar at 10 drop boxes because there's no innocent reason to go to 10. Um, and uh, even with the 10 drop box sort of, uh, uh, a criterion, we identified 2,000 mules. If you drop that to five drop boxes or more, you end up with a whole lot more mules. Yeah, no doubt about it. And as you say, the cell phone geo-tracking is so, so accurate now. I mean, we and we all know it. That's the other thing that's so powerful about this evidence is you go into a store, you pause in front of a certain item. I paused in front of a power washer a couple weeks ago. I get home, I have power washer ads from that store on my phone. So I think the fact that the geo tracking is so precise is something, Dinesh, that can resonate with everyone because we've all lived it. 
This is a key point because, you know, AP has run an article attacking the movie. The, you know, the left is not dismissing this movie. They realize that they cannot just chant the usual nonsense about it's the most secure election in history. It's a conspiracy theory. That's not going to work here. So they've tried to come up with explanations, but their explanations are just unbelievably bad. And so, for example, they'll say that, you know, this sort of these cell phone um, pings that are coming off cell phone towers are only accurate to 30 feet. Wait a minute. I mean, you're talking about like, you know, you're talking about an antiquated system. The cell phone technology today does not ping off a tower. It comes right off the apps inside your phone, and it's accurate to between 12 and 18 inches. So what I'm saying is that you've got really weak responses. Another um, commenter at AP, a, a journalist, was saying something like, well, couldn't just this just be election workers? Well, anyone who sees the movie can see election workers at 3.57 a.m. in the morning wearing hoodies, yeah. you know, wearing gloves so as not to put fingerprints on the ballot, stuffing multiple ballots in the drop box. I mean, what kind of madness is this? Yeah, it is madness, and it's laughable because, you know, I've seen 2,000 Mules, and you guys can get your tickets at the number 2,000mules.com, and you can listen to Dinesh's podcast at the Salem Podcast Network dot com i've seen the video i mean it's not like your video this is government surveillance video of people getting out of cars middle of the night looking around surreptitiously walking over and putting the ballots in and then leaving (laughs) i mean i just don't know like like what what do you think will come from this dinesh because to me is that not a federal crime to put more ballots in a drop box than your own and you have these people on videotape of course it is. Everything that's shown in the movie is a crime. Now, it's important to make a, a subtle distinction here, because if we don't, uh, the left will kind of try to take advantage of it. And that is that vote harvesting, in other words, giving someone else your ballot to drop it off, is legal in some states. But it's usually legal with some very careful conditions. Now, not surprisingly, California has the most liberal mm. law. You can give your ballot literally to anyone and say you drop it off. But in Georgia, for example, you can't do that. You can give your ballot only to a family member or if you are in a confined facility to a caregiver, and that's it. But here's the key point. In no state, in no state is it legal to pay anyone, let alone a mule, to drop off a ballot. So even in California, if I tell my neighbor, hey, take my ballot and go drop it off, that's legal. But if I say, hey, take my ballot and drop it off and I'll pay you 100 bucks for doing that, I can't do that. That's illegal. That ballot is automatically invalid and cannot be counted. Dinesh D'Souza is our guest. See the movie 2,000 Mules. Go to 2,000mules.com, the number 2,000mules.com. Seats available in Gehanna tonight, sold out in the other Columbus locations. Okay, i got about 30 seconds left. Uh, the money that we think financed this, people would not be making these trips in the middle of the night without being compensated. Do we have any insight into where that money might have come from, or is that the piece of the puzzle that's yet unlocked? Well, we're able to show in the movie a big river of cash, over $100 million, flowing from big left-wing donors, people like Soros, liberal foundations, into these nonprofit organizations that are supposed not to be involved in explicit electioneering. They're not allowed to take sides on behalf of any party or candidate. So that's a whole different level of potential illegality. That's a flat-out violation of IRS rules. Well, no surprise there. Very, uh, very chagrinning. Uh, but very insightful, your movie, 2,000 Mules. I appreciate your work. Thank you for what you do, and thank you for joining us on the show. I appreciate it. Dinesh D'Souza, see it tonight, 2,000 Mules. Go to the website, 
the number 2000mules.com. What is a mule? A mule is someone who is paid to transport ballots, multiple ballots at the same time, to a drop box. You will see repeated instances of this, and as Dinesh said, with the cell phone geo-tracking data, they can tell that it's the same person who goes to multiple drop boxes on multiple days with multiple ballots in their hand, and then they do the simple math. If they took five ballots for X number of days and they visit X number of drop boxes, how many votes is that? And how many votes did Donald Trump lose by in those states? 2000mules.com. See you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.